Game Devs Quest, your once weekly podcast, uh, chronicling the journey into game devden. Uh, <laughs> I'm Rhett. I'm Taylor. What's up, guys? Oh, dude. Yeah, this is the first time we've spoken since uh, since we got back from Japan, and it's. Uh, I know. It's been weird, dude. <laughs> I kind of I kind of miss you. I miss you too, dude. We were we were like together nonstop for essentially two weeks straight and now i haven't I talked to you in like four or five days or something yeah i was gonna like uh like text you play by plays of my week but like bailey was like that's stupid and he probably doesn't want that and i was like come <laughs> on yeah he does <laughs> uh i gotta be honest dude i like it would have been great to get those texts but i have been in a daze basically since we've gotten back like uh, I was supposed to go to work on Wednesday, and I was just so jet lagged that I didn't go. Like, uh, damn, yeah, dude, I've been hit like so hard. I don't. It sounds like you're doing good. I don't. I, <laughs> yeah, I went to work on Wednesday. I went to work yesterday. I went to work today. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so we got back. You know, it was like what time? Like three o'clock in the afternoon, maybe. Uh, when we yeah, when we, we landed, landed at like. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's ba- close enough. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like three o'clock. We get our bags and everything, get picked up by the the Ramada Inn that we stayed at, and then we got our car. Uh, Alia, like, she wanted to drive, and she told me she wanted me to sleep because I like barely slept at all the return journey, probably like maybe an hour that whole time, and uh, so I was like pretty Jeez. worn out. Yeah, and so I, like, went to sleep. I fell asleep pretty quickly in the car, and I woke up, like, seemed like a while later. It was probably an hour later, and we hadn't even gotten out of Portland because the traffic was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad, dude. It took us um, probably from 3 until close to 6 to get to Wilsonville, which is, like... I don't know, normally like probably a 20 minute drive. It took us like almost three hours. <laughs> and then it was like, well, this is really stupid. So why don't we stop in Wilsonville and get something to eat? So we stopped and got some Thai food, waited for like an hour and got back on I-5. And it for maybe 20 minutes, it was smooth sailing. And then we hit traffic again, like outside of Woodburn. And that took probably another hour or so to get through and then by the time we got to salem it was like 8 p.m <laughs> Jeez. and then it was just the normal like hour drive back to eugene so like not not only had we spent like you know 16 to 20 hours like flying we also spent like six hours in the car after that so that really sucked. I felt like I pretty much didn't sleep for like 30 some hours other than like a couple short naps. And so like we got back and by the time we got back, I was excited to see my cats and like, you know, be home. And uh, we ended up going to sleep at like 10 or 11 that night. And I went to sleep 
uh, I woke up like with vigorous energy at like 2.30 a.m. And the funny thing was that Alia did too. <laughs> and so we got up at 2.30 and we decided to start watching the show Lost. And we watched four episodes. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so we went back to bed at like 6 or 7. And then we slept until 3 p.m. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Yeah. So then, uh, I don't know. We tried to go to bed at like normal time the next night and the same exact thing happened. I woke up at 2.30 and couldn't go back to sleep, but I like tried to force myself to, to, to sleep and it didn't really work. So I've like, I feel, I feel like I am getting back into the swing of things, but like last night I went to bed at probably midnight and I woke up at noon today and I swear to God, I thought it was like 6 a.m. It was crazy. Like we were, I told you yesterday we were going to get up and go rock climbing and we just, both of us just slept through our alarms and <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I think that like maybe just all that time of like expending energy and probably like I didn't sleep the greatest in Japan. I slept okay, but I'd say I probably got like six to seven hours a night, which for me is not my normal. I usually get like eight to nine hours. And so I think now it's just like all caught up with me and my body's like, go to sleep. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pretty severely jet lagged. Hopefully, <laughs> That's crazy, hopefully dude. by the end of the weekend, I'll be back. I went to work yesterday and it was fine. I felt kind of like a zombie, but I had like 415 emails to go through. So that was pretty much my day. But yeah, so that that's pretty much been what's been going on since I got back. <laughs> Dude, that's uh, <clears throat> that's intense. Yeah, I remember you texted me at like nine o'clock the other night, and you're just like, "Just got home." I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> I've already like given away some of my souvenirs, like ordered pizza, <laughs> like had my pajamas on, settling in to watch some Netflix. You know, like yeah. I mean, well, we didn't get back. I mean, we didn't get back until about six ourselves but but still you guys you guys don't take i5 to get home which i no. wish we wouldn't have taken i5 the like we could have gotten onto 205 and missed all like a lot of that traffic at least but then we still would have hit it well but, there's uh, a fire on i5 south yeah that's why it was so slow well dude we passed uh, but- we passed like this uh rv kind of thing that was like flipped over in the middle of the the interstate dude it was crazy like there were there were several crashes we passed and then like the fire i guess yeah it was crazy i was like what is going on i miss japan (laughs) yeah take me back (laughs) Uh, yeah oh dude that's crazy what happened like freaking people just lost their minds on the first nice day of like no smoke i guess i don't know how to drive jackknife their rv on the interstate (laughs) Uh, dude, seriously though, like the whole time I was driving or we were driving home, I was just like, God, like, why don't we have trains here? Like, I want, I mean, we do, but I want to get out of Shinkansen. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, see, that's the crap thing about Amtrak here is it's so expensive. Yeah, it is. And takes forever. Like we were going to take the Amtrak up to Vancouver, but it was like for that price, we may as well fly yeah, anywhere else. <laughs> I know. Seriously. It's crazy. Huh. So anyways, yeah, that's, that's what was going on with me. sounds like you're like back into real life mode. 
Yeah, a little bit. I uh, I keep waking up in the middle of the night and um, I I get really really confused about where I am. <laughs> um, and it's happened every night, like pretty severely. Like the first night, I had a, I had a dream that like we were. I, like riding this escalator or something down to a subway station and then all the lights went off. Oh God. And no lights came in and, and I heard your voice. You're like, just don't worry about it, dude. That This will be fine. Just chill out. And I was like, Oh, okay. So like I chilled out and I was like, where the fuck am I? And I'm like <laughs> trying to explore, like trying to reach out. And what had happened was like, I must've just like woken up in my bed in the dark but oh. i thought i was on a subway <laughs> so i'm like i'm like feeling around my fucking bedroom like trying to figure out like where the fucking e- exit for the subway station yeah. is like <laughs> oh my god dude that's crazy and that's that's happened like every single freaking night uh-huh. or like we're sitting in a hotel or whatever <clears throat> and then the lights go out i'm like where the fuck am i and then i'm like why and and then I basically realize I'm awake and I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> like, dude, it's so trippy. Well, I mean, like, ti- like the train timetables basically dictated our lives for the last like twelve days, or you know, whatever it was when we were there. So it's just drilled into you that like we gotta yeah. catch a train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's always confusing, you know, or or I'll wonder like. Like this morning I had the thought when I woke up, you know, and I was in my room, but I thought I was in Japan. I was like, why on earth did we pick a room that was like in a public area? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm in my house. Like there's (laughs) nobody around. Like I'm just in my house. Oh, it's so fucking confusing sometimes. Yeah, dude, I've been I've been like that, too. And I felt very odd being in the U.S. Like. Like I said this to you guys when we first got to Canada, I was like, God, there's so many white people here. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I don't know. I got back to work yesterday, and it just didn't feel real. It felt like we should have still been in Japan. You know? Yeah. Like, we were talking about, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but we were talking about, like, time dilation. And yeah. That, it really felt like, so when we got there, it felt like we had, like, an eternity ahead of us and then like in the middle of the trip it felt like we had been there for an eternity you know and then all of a sudden it was like all right we're back home i'm back at work again and it's like did we even go to japan like that whole that whole time that felt like so long is just now a memory it's weird yeah (laughs) i have the i have that thought all the time that um basically yeah like everything that has happened or will happen is just a memory you know and sometimes i sit in the past envisioning something in the future or like envisioning myself envisioning the past in the future <laughs> you know and i'm just like and to me sometimes it feels like things already happened or they're never going to happen you know like yeah that that was the th- big deal to Japan, and it's like I I have this ab- n- I, it's not an ability by any means, but it's like the way that I control anxiety about things is that I just like shrink 
well it's basically just like compartmentalizing like i just i just like control the scope of my world like and if things are feeling overwhelming well i just focus like you know on today or i focus on like the hour yeah but <clears throat> smart dude and I, I i like literally didn't even think about japan almost once in august because you know like i mean until we were going yeah and then i was like holy shit we're going i know but then then it worried me though because like that was like the same feeling that I had about going to Hawaii that one time. And it didn't feel like I was really going to be going to Hawaii. And then I didn't because like I got, oh, I had yeah, to go to the emergency room the night before my flight. Yeah. So it kind of waked me out a little bit. I was like, why doesn't it feel like I'm going to Japan? You know, I guess but, that makes uh, sense though. Cause you're kind of like scarred from, you know, planning this trip and then last minute having an emergency. And especially when you're like that excited to go to Japan you just gotta yeah. you gotta push it out. I mean, for me, it was like I couldn't think about it because, for one, we had like put so much work into making the trip work, and then also just like the stress of making sure everything we planned like goes well. Like that was like yeah. crippling me. <laughs> <laughs> like I was I was having such a hard time like not just stressing the whole time about it. And and that last <laughs> week before we left, dude, it was like time stopped again because all i wanted to do was go on this trip you know and i, I couldn't <laughs> think about anything else so i yeah. i know what you mean but it in a totally different sense i think yours has that added like terror element to it yeah yeah that's just it didn't even really feel real like even after we ate dinner the night before we left like i went home and i like packed for the first time like, yeah. i didn't pack anything before then yeah and then, yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I was singing that too while we were on Japan. I was like, someday I'm gonna be sitting at home and I'm gonna be thinking about this trip, and it's gonna be only a memory. Yeah. Well, it was like that night before we left. So the night before we left, we hung out with my good friend Yuta and and another friend Yuya, and uh, we were we were literally standing in the dark in Sinsoji Temple, which is like this really popular temple in tokyo we're standing there we're just like you know shooting the breeze like talking about like the differences between japanese and english and like our favorite anime and favorite american-made films and all this stuff like specifically we were talking about the difference between the word anus and the word (laughs) asshole (laughs) yeah uh yeah The, the clinical definitions of words versus like the uh, more colloquial terms. <laughs> uh, but yeah, at one point during that conversation, I was like, wow, like this is happening right now. And I can control the way that like this conversation goes and the way that like the yeah. last, the <laughs> last moments in Japan go. And now I'm sitting here and that's all in the past. And like, I have zero control over it because it already happened. Like it's, it's so weird oh my god i know we're getting down to like this metaphysical like discussion on i don't know crazy stuff but i totally had that thought while i was there and it was very i did too i remember thinking like because i i do this thing too where i try to envision like the world from a top-down perspective (laughs) and and it's like here i am and, and it's like goes back to that scope that I was talking about, right? It's like, here I am in Sensoji Temple. Here I am in Asakusa. 
or Asakusa. Yeah. Yeah. Asakusa. <laughs> Asakusa. Uh, and then here I am in Tokyo. Here I am in Japan. Here I am in Asia. Yeah. Here I am on the other side of the Pacific Ocean. Here I am. <laughs> like, and then I was like, dude, that's crazy that like, you know, uh, 5,000 or l- a little less than 5,000 miles away is like my house. It's empty. And like only my cat is inside of it right now. But like all of my things, I decided to like pile into this like wooden structure, uh, you know, and then lock it when I left. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then went 5,000 miles away. Yeah. Like, what? It <laughs> is very weird. Yeah. Yeah. I got home and I was like, yep. I live here, but something feels really weird. Yeah. I don't know. And Well, it's weird. What's really trippy after a long trip is you realize, like, okay, like, especially for somebody like me, who uh, is, like, a a hoarder, um, when I go on trips, it's like I realize how flexible, like, the definition of home is, and I realize how flexible, like you know the definition of like property is you know it's like i don't really need things when i'm on the road in fact having things when i'm on the road is like a hindrance yeah so it's like a it's so weird to like come back and then there's like a like i said just like a big wooden box that like somebody built where i can like hoard all of my treasure (laughs) yeah dude i know i kept thinking when we were there like because we had uh you guys just had like these two big backpacks that you hauled around and me and Alia, we had, like, two smaller backpacks and, like, a rolling suitcase. And I kept thinking that entire trip, like, God, I wish that I did not have this stupid suitcase. Uh, I wish we would have packed less, you know. And we sat by, I remember this one time, I think we were going to, where was it? Kamakura, maybe? And we sat next to this kid, or he was on the other side of us, and he was, like, talking about how he bought brought he was from australia i think he said he brought one pair of trousers you know and like i was like god i wish i was that kid i just had like one pair of pants and like one or two shirts and like that's all i had because it would have just been so much easier and more pleasant i think yeah but well i only brought one pair of pants i did too but but that i never wore uh, one time yeah see (laughs) that's the thing is you have to like predict because i did that in guatemala i packed like six shirts or something and probably like two pairs of pants and two pairs of shorts. And I almost never wore like half of my clothes that I picked. Yeah. So that's why I I ended up going so light in Japan. But even then it's like, uh, I could have probably, I mean, I don't know. I could have went less. I packed socks that I never ended up wearing. Yeah. Like, um, but I only brought four shirts and a pair of pants and a pair of shorts yeah yeah i went through most of my clothes i just didn't wear the pants because it was so hot the whole time and i didn't bring like a jacket or i brought like this little kind of sweatshirt thing that i wore but it was it was even fine without that like like i got an umbrella which i know i'm ashamed to admit as an oregonian but that actually like was totally fine without having a jacket and just using that umbrella. So I don't know. I think I'm also used to just like when we go somewhere, like pack every little thing that you might need. But I think there's a lot of merit to like, you know, packing the the littlest amount that you would need 
and then figuring out the rest when you get there. Like we didn't pack enough toothpaste, so we ended up having to buy some. That was fine, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Would have saved us a lot of a lot of time. Well, effort, I guess, packing all that extra crap that we didn't end up using. Like I brought two books and I probably read 10 pages the whole time I was there. Yeah. See, and I recommended that to you because, uh, I've read a lot in Guatemala, but I was remembering, I also didn't have the internet in Guatemala. So, (laughs) um, but, uh, I mean, I brought my e-reader. I probably there, I read a small book while I was on the plane. Oh, nice. Um, I mean, it's more of like a novella, I think, but, um, anytime I had the opportunity to crack it open, like I just opened up my phone and surfed Reddit instead, Yeah, which was kind of lame, but I wish I would have not done that as much, but that's okay. Well, dude, we just like pounded the pavement so hard, like every single day that by the time we got back to wherever we were staying, it was just like, all right, I need to veg. Yeah. And yeah. And what's funny is like, you know, you're, you're complaining about like, you wish you didn't have the suitcase, but like there was a couple of days towards the end where I was like, I wish my backpack had wheels. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that bad. Like in some cases it was, it was nice. Like at least I wasn't wearing that weight on my back, but then there were so many times when we like got on the train or like, you know, went up an escalator or up like gigantic staircases where I just had to like pick it up and walk it up things. And it was like really heavy and annoying and awkward and then like being in the trains when it was like packed with people i just felt like such a jerk like taking up so much space you know yeah so yeah the only time i uh the backpacks ended up working out pretty well uh the only time i really regretted it was like when i had bailey's like little day bag and my day bag inside my big backpack yeah although i will say it was easier than i spent like half the trip whenever i was carrying bailey's day bag like putting it on the front of me oh yeah it was miserable Oof. when i finally put it in the when i finally put it in my backpack i was like oh this is way easier <laughs> yeah that's what we did in europe was have one on the back and one in front and it was yeah also kind of annoying yeah but, but um yeah dude it's it's crazy i'm sorry you've had a hard time adjusting i mean i won't say that my time was super easy um but uh that's all good it's kind of like i don't know i was talking about how each day we came back and it was like we just wanted to veg because we were so tired from that one day and i think that now i'm hitting that like okay the trip is over like i just need to recover i I need to veg until the the trip has like washed through my system you know well, and you know, I don't know about you, but I've been having this issue. Like I went to work the last two days and yeah, I, I only, you know, I did only work six hours, but I, uh, I got home from work and it was like, okay, first day I'll take a nap. So I took a little nap before Bailey got home and then Bailey got home and we ate dinner and I literally couldn't muster up the strength to do anything <laughs> other than like watch TV. That's how I've been the whole time. And it's like, I wanted to pick up the house. I want, like, I haven't even, well, I finally yesterday unpacked my bag uh, to like do laundry. Yeah. And uh, that sort of thing. But it's like, before then, I hadn't even done that. And I I was like, I want to read. I want to play video games. Like, I want to, maybe I'll do some writing. Maybe I'll work on coding and Unity. And I, like, yesterday, I just sat in my recliner for like two and a half hours. 
and I was like, I should do stuff, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I like never, I never choose to watch TV over like trying to do something productive on my computer, like almost never nowadays. And I started watching Stranger Things and Lost. And so nice. <laughs> I'm like halfway through Stranger Things. Pretty good, right? Yeah, I really like it. And then when I'm not watching Stranger Things by myself, me and Allie have been watching Lost. <laughs> and yeah, I just like never do that. But I haven't had the like energy or will to to push myself to start things. And I felt really bad about it. Because I thought like, I thought I'd get back, you know, we got back on Tuesday. I thought I'd be like, all right, so Tuesday I'll like have the day off and just recover. And then, you know, Wednesday I'll get back and like get, get into the Unity tutorials. And now it's Friday and I'm like, oh, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, but. No, for sure. It's crazy. Um, yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> we'll get back into it. I think by by the end of this weekend I should be back and ready. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna see if I can't do something today and tomorrow to at least just like get back, you know, touch the water again. Yeah, it's a good idea. But I'm looking forward to this weekend too. I mean, tonight I'm going over working at Ofest, which is, you know, it um being a in Ofest kind of sucks but then when you work in it it's like kind of fun and then you just like so we're just gonna go have like one night there yeah and uh and then tomorrow night I got a concert I'm going to oh cool what are you going to Fleet Foxes hell yeah dude yeah it should be pretty sweet uh they released their third album this uh this summer and uh you know honestly not my cup of tea exactly but uh it's you know it's good um I'm looking forward to hearing what they play live because pretty much ever since i found out about them i was like i'll go see them live wherever and then they like quit playing shows uh yeah is this your first time seeing them yeah oh cool yeah you've talked about them for years so it's pretty cool yeah nice and uh and I, i speaking of stranger things i went and saw it oh did you um yeah it's really fucking good yeah. dude i was pretty impressed yeah it does look good it it looks really scary too yes and no yeah. uh there's some parts that are kind of scary it like focuses more on jumps than anything mm, yeah um but if you get done with stranger things and you liked stranger things and didn't think stranger things was that scary yeah um then uh you could probably handle it um but i don't know i like scary movies like I don't really leave a scary movie anymore. Uh, like I used to like go back to my house and like not even be able to like, you know, handle my shit. Cause <laughs> yeah. I'd be like so spooked. But now it's like, I don't know why I just, I just enjoy it. And it's funny sometimes like that they're trying to scare you. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I still like am affected by it, but probably not like I used to be like, there's some parts in stranger things that kind of creep me out. And, but like while I'm watching it, it's not that bad. But what ends up happening to me is like last night I woke up at like 1 a.m. and I got up, like got a drink of water, and you know it's like dark in my house, can't really see much. And then I think, like I just get a little flashback of like, you know, Stranger Things, like the faceless guy or whatever. I'm like <laughs> looking around, like 
that'd be freaky if that dude was in here or something, you know? And <laughs> then it kind of like gets to me a little bit, but I'm like, that's not real. And I just go back to bed. So, oh man, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I just, so, uh, the only thing else I have going on is got a duck game to watch tomorrow, which would be fun. We missed, we missed two duck football games, which I was a little sad about, but they won and, uh, Back to duck football season, which will be fun. Uh, nice break from whatever. Say, what were you going to say? I don't know. You're going to try to get us on topic? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try, but I know how fucking futile that uh, is. Um, no, I was just going to say, uh, I, I don't remember exactly like when we podcasted last like when we were in japan i'm pretty sure we did it when we were headed to hiroshima which would have been september 7th in japan uh so that was like that was before we went to miyajima that was before we came back to kyoto and saw Fushimi Inari. uh it was before kabuki before sumo before uh, himeji castle so it was like pretty close to midway through the trip maybe a little bit farther along than halfway well it's crazy it's just like how well it like we just blasted through after that like dude i know <laughs> well and what was cool is so we put together this document that was like of all the possible places we would go and our plan for each night and everything like where we're staying at airbnb and i look back at that and we have this table right at the top that says must see and what's crazy is that we saw every single one of the things in all of our must-sees except for Sunrise from uh, Mount Fuji for you. Mount Fuji, yeah. But yeah, yours were Kabuki and Sumo, which we did both. Pretty cool. Bailey's Todaiji, Arashiyama, Himeji Castle did all of those. Ni- or Alia's Nico, Arashiyama did those. Me, Todaiji, Nara, Nico, Himeji Castle. So... Pretty good, nice. uh, pretty good success rate on that. Yeah, not too bad. Bailey like keeps apologizing to me. She's like, "I'm so sorry that we went to Japan and you didn't even get a see Mount Fuji." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, "You didn't either." Damn. Yeah, we had two opportunities to see it. It just, yeah. unfortunately, f- like favor was not on our side. So, but what was cool? I should send you this picture, uh, Satoshi sent me a picture from his office uh, and you could see Mount Fuji like in the sunset and it looks like really kind of looks like Mount oh. Doom dude like nice. I'll send you this picture it's pretty cool <laughs> he was like he said he was sorry that we uh, couldn't see it and so he thought he'd send send the picture to us <laughs> for us or whatever so it was kind of funny <laughs> but yeah yeah we did nice. we did Thank everything you, Satoshi yeah like i was telling people at work you know every, of course everyone's like you know where were you where were you for two weeks or whatever like, well, oh, you I was, didn't tell a single person i mean i did tell people i was in japan some people but other people not everybody and so i'd be like you know i was in japan and they're like wow how was it and i've basically been describing it to everybody as in like you know i really want to go back to japan because i loved it so much but yeah if for some reason I was never able to make it back to Japan, I would be satisfied in what we did. 
Like, yeah. Cause we hit so much stuff in such a short amount of time. And I just feel like, you know, we got a very good picture of Japan and we saw all of the things that you probably should see, you know, for the most part. Yeah. So yeah, dude, I'm just like so happy. The money that we spent, like, first of all, that was a pretty inexpensive trip. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. For Japan trip. Totally. Yeah. We got great flights. I was thinking about, cause I, I think we all sort of agreed that our favorite place was that first one in Kyoto by the Imperial palace. Yeah. I liked that one a lot. I also really did like the, the last one that we stayed at, even though it was a little bit farther from, from things. But yeah. Well, the last one was great, but um, but yeah. The one at Kyoto well, was really nice, though. You're right. Yeah. And great location. Well, yeah. So, so I guess maybe maybe it wasn't everybody's favorite, but I th- I, I I just thought I heard everybody say that. But anyway, uh, but I was like looking at the cost of it, and it like it was like for how many nights did we stay there? Three nights. Yes. Yeah, I think three nights. Was it three nights well, or it was one hundred and twenty dollars divided two ways total. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like a legit fucking apartment, Dude, you know? That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, I, I was trying to add up the totals of like everything, and I think that me and Alia combined, we spent like somewhere between. 3000 and like $3,200 for everything, you know, like our flights, yeah. our flights were like around $1,500 for both of us. The, um, stay like our Airbnbs, I think was around like $600 for me and Alia, uh, total for like two weeks of stay. Yeah. It's super cheap. Like two weeks of stay excuse me like two weeks of stay for 600 bucks is like slightly more money than we pay for our apartment basically for half a month (laughs) you know that's like a really good deal um and then you know we probably spent i don't know another thousand dollars on food and the little uh like train things we didn't take care of ahead of time oh yeah also well i guess thousand dollars including the jr pass which was 500 bucks yeah so like (laughs) overall i think we probably spent like 500 bucks on like food and like souvenirs and stuff which is just like nothing (laughs) yeah well we bought a shit ton of souvenirs and i was like adding it up at the end of the day and I think we spent like maybe a little bit more than a hundred bucks on souvenirs. And that was like for everybody that we wanted to get souvenirs for. Yeah. That's not, it was like right on. And the, <clears throat> the most expensive one was our own. Yeah. Um, actually no canes was, but that's okay. Souvenir um, shirt. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't run the numbers on it yet. Cause I, I just like, don't really want to get back to real life at all, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, I would be thoroughly surprised just uh, judging by um, how much cash I brought with me and how much I had when we got back if we were much more than um, than what you spent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, 
let's just say, I mean, I didn't do the exact math, but let's just say we spent $3,500 for two people. Like $3,500 for two people, that's like less than two grand per person to fly halfway across the world and stay there for two weeks. We were, when we were in Hiroshima, we were further away from home than Paris would be. Dang. So that might be the farthest I've ever been from home. I don't know how much or how it compares to Fiji, but yeah. I don't know either. Fiji's pretty fucking far. It is pretty far. I'd have to do I'd have to look it up on a map. But yeah. That's pretty crazy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And what's crazy to think about that though is like there's a whole fucking continent between us and Paris. Yeah. There's a whole continent and then an ocean. Yeah. <laughs> and all we did was fly over the ocean and land on this island and it's further away. That is pretty wild. But uh Yeah, shit. I know. I don't know. Listen to us. Listen to us just like fucking going on rambling about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we're tired and like I also have it's it's a really big topic to just like talk about after you've gone and had all of these different experiences over the span of two weeks. And I mean, our trip is nothing compared to somebody who's like lived abroad or, you know, we went, yeah. we went to a very westernized country. So like, I can't imagine some of the experiences people would have had, you know, going somewhere much more remote, you know, but. Well, I keep thinking about people who had gone to Japan uh, before the age of the smartphone. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Could you even imagine? I know. I was thinking about that, that on the impossible. trip, too. Like, we relied on our smartphones so much, and it made it really easy. You know, like, looking at the train, like, what what routes to, to take on the trains and, like, the timetables and everything. Like, we would have just had to probably carry around some paper thing that showed, you know, the map, basically, of the trains, and then, like, the times that everything went from place yeah. to place and like done the math <laughs> ourselves. so yep yeah imagine trying to find any of our airbnbs without oh a smartphone oh my god yeah dude that would have been insane <laughs> yeah well um i'll say if anybody because it is it is really hard to talk about and i and i've only really had a chance to unpack the trip on one person mm-hmm. um even though i've been around a bunch of people and and usually it's kind of like a it's a kind of like an act, right? Like you get back from a trip, and maybe you unpack on one person, and then you 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 come up with a better way to tell a story, or you come up with a better way to say something about the trip, mm-hmm. and um, and so then the next person you tell gets like the little bit more streamlined, better version, and then the next person after that gets a little bit more streamlined. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like I spent three weeks in Guatemala, and when I came back. Like after a week of being home, dude, I freaking had my story down pat. And uh, like I said, for this one, I've only really like unloaded it on one person. And so it's like I'm still sort of processing it, too, Mm -hmm. because of that. There's like a lot of things I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's so much that I've forgotten, I'm sure, you know, like. Yeah, well, that was a benefit, too. In Guatemala, I. uh I kept a diary yeah. every day. 
uh, I was so tired in Japan that I had a diary <laughs> a, few, a couple times. So I'm I'm gonna try and go back and like fill it in before the details get too hazy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But um, well, overall. All right, so let's get into some specifics, I guess. Overall, what was your favorite thing? What surprised you most? And what was your least favorite thing? And why? Um, okay. <laughs> I know, so I guess we don't have Tadaiji, a lot of time left. But... Well, I'll just give you the Cliff Notes version. Uh, Tadaiji ended up being my favorite thing. Uh, totally blew me away. I had no idea what to expect. You look at the pictures... And uh, the pictures just don't do it justice. It's like one of the first things recommended in the Lonely Planet Japan guidebook. Um, And the picture in there and the description of it are stupid. Um, They're really not because they did end up, they were like one of the deciding factors for us going to to Todaiji. But at the same time, like they didn't prepare me for what was there. I thought that was pretty amazing. That building, that Buddha statue, the grounds, uh, everything was just like really amazing. Yep. Uh, my least favorite thing, not seeing Mount Fuji, obviously. Okay. Um, I would have settled. I would have settled for, you know, just seeing it from the train. But um, yeah, same here. You know, couldn't. Um, and uh, Miyajima surprised me the most. I think like that thing was so incredible to be, and I was kind of bummed that the water was out. But that ended up being like way better. Yeah. Like, we couldn't have planned that, and if we would have tried to, like, we would have screwed ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Like that was so great. Yeah. So. I think we talked about Todaiji, the previous podcast, but we haven't broached the topic of Miyajima. Uh, Miyajima is this island outside of uh, Hiroshima. And basically you go to this little port and take a ferry over to the island. And it's well known for the Tori Gate, uh, which is in kind of this bay. Like it, it sticks out of the water usually. Uh, and then there's a tide that goes in and out. And so if you look up uh, Miyajima, that you'll see that Tori Gate. And it it's really massive, um, but just like the spectacle of it being like in the water on this like beautiful island was just stunning. And yeah, I was I agree that was very surprising. Like I thought it was going to be awesome, but that's the place that I actually wish that we would have had more time to go explore was just the island of Miyajima. The island. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was so cool. True. We were only there for maybe like three hours, but it was so cool. Um, so what about, so you said like obviously the least, your least favorite part was not seeing Mount Fuji, but what was your least favorite part about the things we did experience? Um... You know, I don't know. It's hard to say. Because uh, it's all pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Shit. I guess like the first 15 minutes of Kabuki was just like, oh boy. <laughs> what, did, what did I get these guys into? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we went to the, but, the day, well, two days before we flew out, we went to Kabuki Theater which is like this very traditional Japanese theater where they dress up with like crazy face paint and stuff. And it's all uh, acted by men, even the women roles. And uh, it's something that like, I feel like a lot of people would say is important to see, to experience Japanese culture. Even 
um, I asked my Japanese friends, like, what would be something you recommend that we do while we're in Japan? And they all said kabuki. The funny thing is none of them have actually, like, seen it in person. They've only seen it on TV. But they said it's it's really would give us a unique experience in Japanese culture. And I agree that it did. But what was funny, so uh, apparently, like, you can purchase kabuki tickets for the whole play but it's like six hours long or something. Five or six hours. And so Rhett found this uh, thing where you can go for one act, basically. And it was basically, it was like 10 bucks for us to get into one act. And one act is like an hour to an hour and a half. And so we went to this awesome, um, I forget what it was called, but like the most famous like Kabuki. Kabuki Za. Oh yeah, Kabuki Za. In Tokyo, it's like one of the most famous kabuki playhouses uh, in Japan, and it was amazing. Uh, but we get up there and we start watching, uh, and it's funny because like Rhett had been reading that you know people pick their favorite characters and are like yelling the whole time and like cheering different people and like giving other people in the play a hard time, and so we expected it to be kind of rowdy. And we get in and they have like this sign that says like no talking and all this stuff. And you get into the, the theater and it's like pretty big. We're on like the fourth floor, I think. And, uh, we sit down and like, everyone's quiet. And (laughs) I was like, well, this is different than I thought it was going to be. But then like, finally the show starts and it's like, literally (laughs) like the, the set on stage was amazing. Like, uh, you know, they had this building that they had built and like the background, everything just looked and it can, like rotate. It could sink. They did all sorts of cool stuff with it. Yeah. But then like the first thing that happens is like there's a couple characters on stage and they're literally just like talking in Japanese for like 15 minutes. And we're yeah. just kind of sitting there like twiddling our thumbs like, okay. <laughs> what do we do but eventually things started like getting interesting and there was some action and like i don't know it it was pretty cool and and people did end up like yelling the names of like their favorite actors and stuff which was no really funny two people in the whole theater who i'm pretty sure were planted planted by the theater yeah but it was still funny because like it's dead (laughs) silent and then all of a sudden some guy yells like oh yeah yeah, I was trying to remember what he was saying because I wanted to yell it too. And be like, well, if he can yell it, I can yell it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, so, yeah, you know, we should uh, maybe next week we'll unpack a couple of things a little bit more and t- uh, maybe talk about some game dev. Yeah, for real. But uh, this week I'm actually out of time. No worries, man. So nice to catch up with you. It's, it's been a couple yeah. of days. And, uh, I missed you, man. I missed it's, you, too. I, you know, I know we spent every moment of every day together <laughs> for two weeks, but uh, it's good to be back at home and, and podcasting. So Agreed. Um, but I think until next time, and, uh, and also, if anybody has any questions, like hit us up, Twitter, uh, hit us up on email or anything like that. We'll happily answer any questions about uh, Yeah, our, our experience Japan. in Japan, recommendations, we, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We got plenty more pictures to throw at you guys too. So yep. um, hit us up on Twitter. We're at Game Devs Quest. Uh, email us gdq at airpodcast.com. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash airpodcast. And um, yeah, the usual channels, I guess. Yeah. So 
Um, I guess until next time. Yeah. I'm Rhett. I'm Rhett. Uh, I'm not Rhett. I'm Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Cute at music. Uh, Cute. <laughs>